0: Comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Third.
1: A foot race the other way.
0: It doesn't get much better than this, folks! The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wegan and with me today is Logan
1: Stone. How's it going? How's life?
0: Going good. Going good, good, I guess. It's been a day. Very tired. <laughs> it's rainy here, too, so it's like at this very, like...
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like fall. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> rainy,
0: overcast, tired day. <laughs> um... But yeah, so thankfully I got to work from home today. So I didn't have to worry about driving in this until I had to leave after work real quick and go pick up some stuff. But other than that, mostly, mostly good. How's your day going? How, how is it in Florida?
1: 75 degrees. It was really sunny out today. It's really nice out. It's beautiful. Huh? We don't get the, we don't get a whole lot of the fall downies um, like we would normally get. So, um, But, yeah, no, I think – or that you guys normally get up there. I always think about that whenever I'm watching football, even, like, soccer, I guess, around this time because none of the Southern teams are in the playoffs. So, at least this side of the East Coast. But um, I always look at the teams, and I am always – especially the Philly game. I was watching Philly, and they are all bundled up on that river right there. I'm like, it looks awful. It It was a chilly day. It was a chilly
0: day on – what day was that? (laughs) Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, Yeah, that was chilly. Well, we're here to – to bring all the uh, all the information about the games that just passed uh, the East, the Eastern Conference semi, and the Western Conference semi, and we look ahead to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, which are Logan. We're down to the final four, final four teams, three games left, two conference finals, and a final. Whoever wins MLS Cup just needs two wins. Two wins! And uh, then we'll be there. So, looking forward to that. I will rant a little bit here about the prices for this conference final that uh, I'm not able to go to. Standing room only $59. $59. Um, So, needless to say, I'm saving my money because... So I I was talking with people that went last year because I didn't get a chance to go last year. And a spot that was $165 this year was $95 last year. Uh, So a huge, huge, almost 50% increase or almost 100% increase. I don't know. I'm not good with math. It was a big increase from what it was last year to this year and I'm dreading if the union make the final and host it. I'm also looking forward to that. If that happens, but I'm dreading it because I'm going to this game, I hope, and hopefully it doesn't hurt my wallet too much, but yeah, just a little frustrating with that. Um Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how expensive it was at other stadiums for like, I don't know how expensive it is for LA, I've heard like $200 to $1,000, which is insane for a conference final. But I guess if the demand is there, the demand is there.
1: Uh, I was looking at prices of the Orlando City uh, playoff game, and they're free. I mean, you can go, and they don't seem to have any issues with you just walking in.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's cuz there's yeah. actually no game there.
1: <laughs> okay, I got. It. Okay. Same it was weird. Same thing with the Yankees, like I I mean, it, yes, yeah, I'm talking yeah. soccer, but like their prices. But it, it is Jordan. Actually, Billy the Yankees
0: game was very cheap. People say it people was find tickets that. for $9 cuz they were on the brink of elimination. Yep, so, I saw yeah. So, yes.
1: But uh it'll be interesting to kind of see as the years go on, um how much prices go up just because I think the the demand is there, I think as the Apple Plus deal gets You know, it gets going and I think you're going to get more fans as we do start to have more games like the Leagues, Nations and stuff like that, where you're playing League MX teams and things like that. I think you're going to have a huge increase in in fans uh, wanting to go to MLS stadiums. And then not to mention there's a World Cup coming up and World Cup. I mean, we're going to gain a lot of fans, even with the one in Qatar. I think that you you'll have a lot of MLS guys on display. And I think a lot of guys go, where do they play? And it happens with every World Cup. Uh, I mean, that's how I got into Prem. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested to kind of see where prices go from here. And unfortunately, I do think they're going to increase um, as the years go on.
0: That's the bad thing, right? Like, I guess I've been living in this bubble where going mm-hmm. to an MLS game is very affordable. Yeah. Uh, even the playoff games I've been to, the U.S. Open Cup Finals I've been to, Champions League games I've been to, have been relatively affordable. It's really just this year that mm-hmm. I was, like, looking at tickets like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. So, uh, (laughs) that's a problem. I don't know how some of these people do it. And I, I, I'm following these Philly people and they're like already booking flights to LA just in case. And they're like, I'm like, that's going to probably be, if it's in LA tickets are probably gonna be nuts. And I can't imagine a flight across country right now, how much that is. That I don't know. It seems, I I don't know how some of these people are able to do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, the other thing too is like season tickets. I think mine, and they were great seats.
0: You get cheaper uh, deals for playoff games too. That's how some of them doing. Yeah. It. Like I, I, some people that have season tickets got playoff tickets for like fifty bucks, that right. were originally like ninety something. So they were getting it for a pretty good, pretty good deal.
1: But I mean, even just talking about like radio season tickets. Uh, yeah, cheaper than other sports. Oh gosh, like football. I mean, you have to pretty much put your you take out a second mortgage for NFL. You have to season join a waitlist. Right uh it the cubs especially um there was a while there where you had to be on a wait list and they were doing like a lottery and you were like 500th in line just to get a chance to get the last season ticket so it's like it's insane how other sports kind of handle it but it is unfortunate because i do think soccer is kind of trending in that direction and because soccer only has 17 games right now i mean that's it's gonna get costly for a lot of people to go to games so it is nice though, Jordan, to be able to turn on, uh, you know, Ticketmaster and go to like the best seats where you get like club food and everything else available. It's like $120 for just a single seat. we in, you know, other sports, those things would be four to 500 bucks. So it is, it's nice while we have it, but it's not going to last too long. Yeah.
0: But I guess it's growing the game. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems tough that like, I was thinking like, if I had a family of four, which I don't, well, let's say I did and I want my kids to go to the game or whatever and everybody wants to go mm-hmm. the cheapest ticket was in the river end for $95 $92 You're looking at with ticket fees more than $400 without parking for a family of four to go if they're not season ticket holders that's a lot and there, a lot yeah. of times you're not even going to sit in the river end if you're a family member because of the cursing so those are the cheapest seats so if you go outside of that 95 on the other side of the stadium um behind the other goal so i don't know um just something to keep an eye out for i just i remember when i bought my tickets to see them uh against houston i might have those tickets somewhere for their first ever playoff game i don't think it was not super expensive from my knowledge, from my, from my memory, I guess. But that was also in 2011.
1: Hell, they were probably paying you to go like, please come.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 2011. It was like, yeah.
1: MLS. I mean, that that was my last year in high school. I don't even remember MLS much. I do. Although I lie. I do remember my neighborhood, like the MLS with the old logo, like the blue and green with the soccer. Yeah. I remember remember that logo. Yeah. And I remember him being a huge David Beckham fan. And landed on
0: the um, fan. so galaxy bandwagoner. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, we are, here's some fun facts, though. Before we get into it, this is from Joe Tanzi, who covers the Union. Um, first time the that both number one seeds have made the final in the conference finals since 2018. The first time since 2015. That the conference final round only has one, two, or three seeds. And the first rematch of an Eastern conference final since DC versus Columbus in 97 to 99. So just some fun little what's going on with uh, the playoffs here. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I I guess. Ooh, uh, I'm trying to think. Who would have been 2016? There had to be some of these lower seeds that slipped in here that I'm not thinking of right now. But it is kind of shocking to realize that, okay, it's been seven years since the last time we only had one, two, or three seed in these spots. Uh, and actually, another fun fact is if NYCFC don't move on, Logan, guaranteed new MLS Cup winner this year, which is pretty fun, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm all for the chaos. So, I don't know. Give somebody else a chance because I feel like there's there's times where we're getting these ruts of just the same teams winning over and over again, or a Conca or a, sorry, a Cascadian region team getting mm-hmm. into the MLS Cup final. So, give me some new blood. Let's let's get a new winner in.
0: Yeah, LAFC or Austin. Philly fans everywhere rooting for Austin. And if people don't know why, it is the only way right now that the union can host MLS cup final. If LAFC, because they won supporter shield, move on through Austin, then uh, we are looking at a LAFC hosted final. And uh, the only team that cannot host now is NYCFC because they are the three seed, we have a one and a two over on the west, and a three and a one on the east.
1: Do you imagine an MLS Cup final, Jordan, on a baseball field?
0: Uh, sadly, I can, and that's why I'm very happy it didn't <laughs> work out that way. <laughs> Knowing we're on like Big Fox Gosh. at four o'clock on Saturday for MLS Cup final, and they're playing. Everybody be watching, tripping it, over there's... the mound.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's a deep drive deep to left field. It's in the goal. It's in the goal.
0: Very happy. Uh, Game of the week. Oops, I just hit my microphone. Okay, game of the week, I thought in this, was the LAFC LA Galaxy El Trafico. This Mm. thing went back and forth, Logan. We had uh, Denise uh, Boyanga scoring in the 23rd minute and Grand Sur tying it up in the 44th minute. Uh, Boanga scoring again in the 80th minute with Jovalich scoring in the 85th. And then 90 plus third Christian Arango making it 3-2 to LAFC in El Trafico in Bank of California Stadium. And man... Philly fans were cheering everywhere when LA Galaxy equalized late, and we're thinking we're going extra time. It's a late Thursday night. I was up for it. And then heartache at the very end here when uh, the LAFC pulled it out. LAFC fans going nuts, of course. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure if you saw this, but Lakers and Clippers were playing that day at the – old staple center which is now like crypto.com or something arena and uh for the first like quarter or two is very empty in there that many people are like oh my god are they all at LAFC Bank of California Stadium i think some people said it was probably just traffic and stuff but um still cool that you know that was like the hot ticket in town they had 22,305 fans at Bank of California Stadium and i think this really helps that opening opening game next year at the Rose Bowl when um at the Rose Bowl when you have Galaxy versus LAFC if they did not face off in the playoffs and have this big dramatic game I think you could have been like, let's say Galaxy missed the playoffs, right? And you're like, okay, can they fill up the Rose Bowl? Yeah, maybe because it's El Trafico. But now that you had this heated game and this rivalry that was beautiful and came down to the last minute and was back and forth, and now the next time they'll ever face each other since that playoff game, and the Galaxy's next game is that opening game at the Rose Bowl against LAFC, I think it can fill up. I think there's a good shot that, that
1: that can fill up yeah and i'm in the belief too that the galaxy will add somebody like i really am uh, truly in the belief that they go out and add a big ticketed item um just to i think compete with lafc and like you said jordan i mean going out off, off this game and maybe lafc get to a final maybe they win a final could you imagine coming off of that kind of season um, which I do, you know, there's a real chance that they do get to the final um, and maybe win it. So, I mean, if you if you consider that in with the LA Galaxy allure already, just because I think it's one of the most followed clubs in our league, um, I think that it's it's a, it's definitely going to fill the Rose Bowl. You're coming in off of World Cup as well, like all the fans kind of rejuvenated, ready for soccer. The next World Cup would be at the U.S. Then um, you you've just come off a of U.S. that hopefully the U.S or a World Cup where the U.S. men's national team is put in a good performance. Maybe we get somebody that comes over here that played in the World Cup. Um, you know, there, there's different uh, rumblings around of different international players that could be on the move to the MLS for their final stint. But it, it really is interesting to kind of see um, this game play out the way that it did just because I honestly I didn't think when LAFC went ahead uh, at first I was like, man, I don't know if, if LA Galaxy can kind of come back, especially at the Bank of California, and then they answer. Well, then they go down again, and then they answer. And it wasn't till late, Jordan. I mean, this thing was down to the final seconds. Uh,
0: yeah, but... when it was 80th minute, LAFC took mm-hmm. the lead, I was like, that's it. Yeah. But then 85th minute, Jovalich gets in there and equalizes, and I'm like, okay, maybe we're looking at something here. And then, yeah, the 90 plus three, very late. I mean, really, they probably only had to survive another couple minutes to get to extra time.
1: I fell asleep with the iPad, like, laying next to me because I was laying, like, <laughs> Ashley wasn't home, so, like, I had the iPad, and I, like, I can't, like, I just can't stay up that late whenever there's school. Um, but I was, like, nodding off, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fall asleep. And all of a sudden, uh, I remember waking up, and I remember it was LAFC celebrating. I was, like, what is happening? I thought it was penalties, and then I was, like, kind of, like, blurry it was all foggy i was like what is happening <laughs> so i had to like turn over and go what is that and i was like ah, okay lafc won so it was and then i went back and watched the game as far as like highlights are concerned and it 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 was a nice fight by the galaxy like it, they put up a fight that i wasn't really ready for the galaxy to put up the one time i pick them of course jordan they don't do what i want them to do but overall man this is this goes down yeah. as one of the better uh l trafficos i think and their history that they've had
0: yeah yeah and uh lafc are going through and that adds them that gives them their fifth win they're still one behind galaxy who has six wins in this matchup but they get their fifth win the last time that they were in the playoffs lafc won that game they win it again this time galaxy now we're gonna have to make sure they get back to the playoffs and Probably they will hope that they face LAFC again and get some revenge. But be careful what you wish for. As Houston Astro fans keep pointing out, the Yankees kept chanting, we want Houston, and they get swept. So <laughs> be careful who you want to face off against in these games. Uh, that's why like, I see a lot of Union fans like, we want NYCFC. And I'm like, no, oh, I don't know if I want them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I never beg for an opponent. Like no, I, I've no. learned that that never goes well. Like ever, you can beg for people. Like, oh, that'll be a better matchup. Like, you know, just like in yes. 2016, I thought the Indians, uh, now the Guardians. I was like, oh yeah, this will be great. The Cubs, I think they make push it in Game out. Seven. They pushed hell. They were up three one, so yeah. it was like, yeah, no, I'd I'd rather not. <laughs> it never works out well. And just like the, the I think people were begging for. To get Cincinnati, and I'm like, I, you don't want anything to do with Cincinnati. Like, I, I think people thought, oh, let's let's show Noonan who's boss, and we'll talk about that. But man, was it! I think a lot tighter than I think a lot of Philly fans. Not you, but there, there's a lot of Philly fans that thought I think they're gonna mm-hmm. run away. That's with
0: why that. I won at Red Bull. Yeah,
1: that's oh, why 100%. I won at Red Bull. So they were so much the worst team. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. Uh, I really wanted Red Bull because I felt like Cincy knows us so well. They were us, right? Oh yeah. People exactly. said that they might collapse under our fans and all that kind of stuff. They played a hell of a game. Let's move over to that game: Philly versus uh, FC Cincinnati.
1: Ghost
0: finished one nothing Union, which was both of our prediction, by the way. So we nailed that. This was Thursday, the eight o'clock game. Andre Blake played a hell of a game here to keep this thing. I mean, Union looked shaky at the start. Um, the ref, first time ever doing a playoff game, which was very noticeable with, I mean, I've seen some people cr- criticizing him for, like, making bad calls. I, I felt like, for me, it was more of, like, he had no flow of the game. It was stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. He either, and that does lead to some bad calls. It also leads to some uneven calls, right, where it's like, um. Okay, that's a foul, but this little ticky tack, like this very ticky tack foul, is a foul. But the one where he just got ran over isn't a foul. It led to stuff like that. But I like games being called, especially playoff games, lightly. And what I mean by that is, let them play, right? Let them play because when you let them play, they're gonna they're gonna do some cool things, and and they did. But of course. Maybe, I'm not sure how to ref this. I'm not a ref, right? Because some might say because he was calling stuff all the time, people were getting chippy. I don't know. But you could also say if he doesn't call those things, then people lose control and they continue to start escalating. I don't know. He didn't have control over the game is pretty much my view of it. Both coaches, well, both teams kind of agreed to it. I know Jim Curtin said that the, the occasion was too big for the ref. It was his first playoff game, and it was noticeable. He said, that's all I'm going to say about it, which is smart. Don't want to get fined. Um, I didn't really see what Pat Noonan said about it, but I know Cincy fans weren't happy with the ref. Philly fans weren't happy with the ref. He was just – I wasn't happy with the ref, and I'm usually kind of unbiased in that kind of way. So – I, I usually give the ref a benefit of doubt, but it was just so much stop start. The f- game had no flow. And I, I saw neutrals complaining about that, how how bad the game was because of that, but I enjoyed the hell out of it, maybe because it was my team, but when you have stuff get chippy, when you have this stuff go on, it just shows to me passion. right? There's passion in these players to lay it out on the field, to get it in there. There might get a little wild, but there was no red cards. There were, you know, nothing, nothing wrong in that regard. So they handled everything fine. Um, and I saw some people saying, you know, I hope both teams lose because of the way they acted. I saw all this kind of stuff. Uh, I saw some people saying they're rooting for Montreal now because of the way that they acted. This is, of course, before NYCFC knocked them out. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't see anything wrong that these two teams did that other teams haven't done. And it seemed pretty standard to me um yes both teams kind of dove a bit at times trying to get calls but when a ref is calling everything i think that leads to more diving so i don't know that's kind of where i stand with it i thought it was a fun game very physical game old school physical game i like those type of games so for me i really enjoyed it especially the result
1: um yeah i mean it it definitely has um it definitely has like a, a chance to be, I don't think a chance to be, I think it definitely is one of our rivalries now. Like I, there's no doubt that this is, and you tweeted it, that this is a rivalry being born and the makings of this is because, I mean, it is, it's like uh, the Philadelphia union and Philadelphia union, Union light. So it, it just uh, like, it, it definitely had that feel to it. Like you said, I hate games that are so choppy because of the, the foul calls and it just seems like this guy just the whole time I forget the ref was, but just feel, felt like the whole time he just his in his mouth ready to blow something. Um, and I, it, it was uh, I think it was Jose Martinez um, that went in pretty hard on somebody. And I was actually shocked. He didn't get more than he, like, just a, uh, like a no, 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 don't do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> a rough tackle. That was a yeah. rough tackle. I was like, oof, he's lucky that he got away with that. Cause I mean, you're looking at somebody else and it could be a red. So, like, it it was that, like, and he just shook it off like, no, 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 don't do that again. Um, yeah, and it wasn't even
0: a yellow I don't think. Eventually,
1: Jose gets a yellow. But now, you know, you stack up. I think they had six yellows total in that whole game. Um, but it just felt like, especially there was a stretch there, like, right after halftime where it was so awful to watch just because – and awful to watch. I mean, because the, it just fouls after foul after foul yeah, after yeah. foul after foul, and then subs, and then it just there's a stretch there where it just was it was so sloppy and so. But that being said, man, they really don't like each other. You can just tell. Neither of these teams like each other. Um, the the crowd was hostile towards Cincinnati, um, and a good a good Philly crowd is always fun, just because they're a lot more harsh, I think, on pretty much everybody <laughs> in the whole stadium than um some of these other fan bases but man sign me up for a ton of these down the road just because i'm a huge fan of this philadelphia cincinnati rivalry that i think jordan could if cincinnati moves the right pieces around i think they could end up being formidable opponents for since or for philadelphia in the future just because i think the two of them really do have that midwestern even though pittsburgh's or philadelphia sorry is more east coast um, they they just have that fan base that I think between the two of them could get really passionate. So
0: yeah, it's uh, if Cincy makes the right moves um, and you have another year Pat Noonan and Chris Albright at the helm, then yeah, I think that they can make a run to a conference final. To a, I mean, they were only one game away from a conference final, so I mean they could realistically get to an MLS Cup. They they played pretty well, and it's going to be about making sure they do it again, right? And I don't know. I feel like with Pat Noonan learning from Jim Curtin, he's probably going to be able to bring that stability. And Chris Albright coming from the Union anyway, right? Like he as a GM is probably going to afford Pat the chance to stay and to build a squad and to not get fired, right? I mean, there are so many times people were calling for Jim Curtin's head early on and and Pat Noonan just came in and immediately took them to a semifinal in, you know, the Eastern Conference. So if they are able to, you know, MLS is a wild beast. So who knows if they're going to be able to be uh, consistently good going forward. But if they are, if they're able to find those pieces and put them together the way the union have, then I think going forward, you could see this matchup a lot. And you could see Cincinnati becoming as consistent as the Union going forward, which would be great for their fan base because they're a great fan base. And that's kind of what the league needs. The league needs more natural rivalries. If If this matchup happens all the time and it is like that game, that's the union's natural rival. You can try to say that their rival is Red Bull. That's manufactured just because it's in New York and from other sports. You can say NYCFC. Maybe. I think we do have a rivalry with them. Our games kind of look like that Cincinnati game against them all the time. Remember when our <laughs> staffer went out and pushed <laughs> NYCFC players? But <laughs> so, so you know, there is, there is that vibe. But I think... This one would jump up so much to Cincy because of the history between us sharing players, sharing executives, sharing coaches, that it'll be like this very like big brother, little brother brother rivalry. But what I think would feel the best about it is that it's not manufactured. It is something that can take a lot like a life of its own. Because the reason they hate Red Bull and MICFC is because they're New York teams. Philly doesn't like New York and every sport, right? The Mets, the Phillies, the Giants, the um, Eagles, like every sport. Sixers. Who are the Sixers rivals? Knicks. Do they have a rivalry with the Knicks? I don't know.
1: But I guess
0: it's that kind of stuff that you're like, that's great because so many times we have these like forced rivalries, right? Like, Oh, because they're either in proximity or literally when there wasn't some in close proximity, they made up ones. They were like, what was it crew in Toronto or like there, there's some weird rivalry that they tried to push 10 years ago because they literally had no <laughs> rival close to them that they're like, okay, these are the yeah, Chicago, Toronto. There you go. There's your big rival. It doesn't make any sense. And I hope that at one point MLS can grab this and say, if this does become a rivalry, this is right. All right. We put them on rivalry week against each other. Like we don't have to put like these man these fake rivalries, manufactured rivalries, like Philly, DC are supposed to be one as well. Right. But uh, again, that's because of Washington football team and the Eagles. And it's like this whole, this whole vibe of like coming from other sports and, that's not always the case, right? Like look at, look at some of these other sports, right. That are not always in divisions with each other. So I can say this because as a Baltimore Orioles and Ravens fan, I have very different teams in my division in each sport. So Pittsburgh Steelers are the Ravens huge rival. I don't give a crap about the pirates. I don't because I don't. they're <laughs> yeah. not in the Orioles division, right? Same thing with, like, okay, Cleveland Browns versus the Ravens. All right, I don't care about the Guardians. Like, that's not a rivalry to me. Yankees, guess what? I don't really care about the Giants or the Jets. That's not a rivalry to me because as a Raven fan. So the more we can lean away from just being, oh, I hate these in our other division of our other sports, I'm going to hate them in this sport, I think the better MLS will be.
1: You know what I think does a good job of that? I think the NFL has created a good, like, ever changing rivalry system where like right now, like if I said, who's the rival, who are the big rivals in the AFC? I would say the chiefs and the bills just because they're going to consistently match up with one another right now. I even argue that in baseball, the Astros and the Yankees have become like in no shape of their proximity to one another. They've become rivals just because they play so much. I mean, it really is that understanding of like you become rivals with people that you're constantly, up against like the you know you have the sixers and celtics right now or the nets and celtics like it just seems to be that idea it doesn't have to be proximity and i know that's new york boston but like it it doesn't really necessarily have to always be that way like they always try to force miami upon orlando and right now i mean it's gotten better but like a year ago orlando's like yeah right whatever (laughs) i mean it, it just doesn't make sense to let's let's let it then organically create themselves. Like right now I could see LAFC and Austin becoming a big thing over the next couple of years, just because they're both really good talented teams that have a lot of resources at their hand and they're at their disposal. So I think that could be a consistent rivalry coming up um, in the East, probably not so much because all the teams suck. So it, <laughs> it's like, you know, I, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense to kind of force these rivalries, just let them happen organically. Don't do it because of proximity or to close your clubs are together.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, you know, next year I'm probably putting Cincy not in the wooden spoon spot this year. So uh, (laughs) we didn't this year either. Uh, But yeah, they'll probably be in a playoff spot for me next year because I don't, I don't see the revs turning it around that quick. I don't see Atlanta turning it around that quick cruise a question mark without a new coach yet. Like, I don't know. There there's spots for Nashville to come back over in the East and grab a spot. And there's, a good chance since he keeps its spot and actually maybe moves up a little bit on the east that's what i think where, where did we go west wise okay yeah we put austin 13th let's not let austin fans know that uh let's go to that austin beat fc dallas uh 2-1 they were 2-0 up in the span of 29 minutes and both those goals were three minutes apart 26 and 29th minute jette uh and uh, Jerusi in the 26th and 29th minute, and uh, Velasco in the 65th for Dallas to make it interesting. But uh, Austin, move in, move through, and man, Anthony Precourt goes on Twitter today. And this, is like, I think this is fine for locker room material but I don't know why you have to bring this out on Twitter all the time. But pre-court posts a laminated piece of paper that shows MLSsoccer.com experts and has Weeby, Tom Boger, Matt Doyle, you know, all these uh, people that write for MLSsoccer.com and did their predictions. And it had where they put them, like, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, whatever. And he was like, don't forget where we came from and all this stuff. And it's like, sir, you came from Columbus and we're trying to move that team. So don't even get me started on that. But I think at some point when you're the second seed in the West, you just got to let this go. You beat two teams that you should have beaten so far to get to this spot. And now is where you really test yourself. You're going up against the number one seed in the West, a team that they, I believe, beat both times this year. I have to check that I believe they did um or didn't lose to let me check real quick laFC versus Austin they beat them twice two to one four to one okay so now, now you are able to prove it. Go out there, win this game, get to MLS Cup Final. And I'm sure people will stop doubting you. I mean, they already kind of stopped doubting you like 10 weeks into the season because you weren't going anywhere. I don't know. I just think it's very weird when, when, like, I understand needing motivation if you're a player, and I understand, like, needing that locker room stuff probably in the locker room, but I think it's weird when the owner of the company is the owner of the team is posting about this. And some of the players are speaking about it openly. I'm actually kind of okay with fans bringing up, but at a certain point, it's like this league is unpredictable. Logan. I mean, I've watched this league since 2007 and I didn't get most of these right. And I'm not an expert, obviously, but, I mean, I don't know. It's a tough league to predict. This is like flipping a coin sometimes. And I th- one reason why I think it's very hard to predict is, unlike other sports, where you can see, oh, they made a trade for this player, or they signed this free agent. A lot of times in this league, if they bring a player from another country or another league, we don't know how they're going to adapt to this league. We don't know how they're going to do this. Like, okay, if, if I don't know, the Browns went and got Josh Allen, we'd probably think Josh Allen's going to be good at the Browns either way, right? But if they went out and signed a Euro NFL player when that was around, we have to wonder, is he going to be able to come in and play at the NFL level? That's what we have to do with MLS all the time. Oh, they signed Jerusi. How is how is that? Or they signed Giete, uh, you know? How is, uh, how is he going to fit in? We got to see bits of it at the end of last year, but at certain times, there's some of these players with any team where we're like, oh, they made this big signing and they come in and do nothing. Like Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta knows all about that. And I think that's what adds another wrinkle into this prediction for MLS.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, I mean, there's so many things to say about it, though. Like, it, it's it, while it, it is nice to have uh, an idea of how teams are going to do. I think it's the beauty of the league too, of not knowing how your team's going to perform when these guys do come over. Like you said, Jordan, I mean, you bring it, so the crew, for instance, right? We talked about this time and time again how we thought they were stacked up enough to become one of those teams that we remember throughout history as being one of the best teams that we'll ever see. And, you know, even adding Gareth Bale to LAFC this year, you thought, okay, man, if he plays and plays – guy who's proven. Right. In La Liga and EPL, yes. Right. And it never works out. Like, it, Gonzalo Higuain thought he would score 20 here. Never did. Um, it, it just seems like it, it gets to a point where this league is expecting unexpected. Like, you and I both watched the, that show where you just expect – the craziness to happen and it constantly does here. And I love it. I like that. I can't go into season and think Manchester city is going to win the premier league. again. Like I like going into a year going, heck if I know, look at the Western conference. I think, what did we say? We had two teams that came back to the playoffs that were in the playoffs last year. I think the other five, right? just two, just, two. <laughs> just yeah. two, right. That is what,
0: okay. Sounders didn't make it. Sporting right. didn't make it. Portland didn't make it. Um, the only teams LFC didn't make it. The only teams that made it two years in a row, were, what Minnesota and Salt Lake. Salt Lake, yeah. Who would have guessed?
1: Right. And the best team in the league this year missed the playoffs. Like it in, in one year, it went from uh, it just just it is. It's what makes this league beautiful. Now that being said, if I'm Anthony Precourt, you already have a case built against you as to why people shouldn't like you and what you build and what your brand is. The guy turns on a dime on just about anybody. And here he is and Jordan laminating, meaning he had to print this and get somebody to think it was a good idea to get a laminator to laminate this and then probably hand them out. I'm assuming all the players have this. It was part of like this big, you know, welcome to the season kind of thing. And staff. And they all have it hanging up in their office. And they all have it hanging up in their lockers. Like, the amount, the extent they went to. And I would get locker room stuff. I've played sports. But you never, like, you know what people have said about you. But it's more of like, let's just go kick their throats in. and proven wrong. Yeah, right. right. It's not and like. I keep bringing it up. Let's go get a plaque. Like, let's go get a plaque made that says, Andrew Weeby's wrong. Like, Andrew Weeby's just doing his job. And he's betting against the averages. Like. It's well, and job. that's the
0: thing, too. They, they had one season to base it off right. of, a season exactly. that they were very poor in, and many Austin fans were saying Wolf should get fired. So they didn't see it coming. The only people that probably believed in themselves were the team and the executives and the coach. That's probably it. That's that's probably it that believed in themselves going into this season. Um, I mean, when we had our Austin preview, Moon Tower said, finish six, get into the playoffs. That'd be good. Like it wasn't like expected for them to be second place. And again, with some of these changes that they've made to uh, their squad and stuff going into it, sometimes you just don't know how that's going to work out. We've seen that with so many uh, teams every year. Toronto spent like 20 million in, in the summer and still didn't make it. Uh, but I'm sure people are going to probably put them high up next year because you're thinking, okay, they're going to have time to maybe work it out. Or maybe people put them out of the playoffs, and then next year it's a repeat of this, but it's all Toronto yeah. players saying, <laughs> you guys doubted us. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it's funny. I think Sam Stasekel said he hopes that at <laughs> the uh, if they win MLS Cup, they just lift uh, instead of the cup, they lift the laminate. <laughs> <That's... laughs>
1: can we get it like posted on the cup? Like, can we get it like yeah. stuck to the cup? I, like another thing too is Jordan, this this league is humbling, so watch out. You're one really not so great thing happening to well, being. And they're very confident. The
0: they're very confident of beating LAFC right now because they beat them twice this year. Easy. This this could turn on a dime, man. Yeah. I I don't know. I I look well, Austin. Most of America's rooting for you at this point right. because either they want Philly to host or because they don't like LAFC. So they are rooting for you. Just we don't have to keep playing that
1: card <laughs> all the time. But just look at like look at where LAFC are. Look at the humble beginnings that Atlanta had. Right? Like Atlanta got to the peak and got to the mountaintop and got it and won it.
0: That now fell.
1: look right now look so be very careful i'm just saying i, I tripped at I, the
0: top of the mountain and fell yes. down yes <laughs> and jordan and i have
1: been your fans since day one and we just give you a hard time about this pre-court thing because i think it's ridiculous that a number two seed needs fuel um if you thought you were that good you don't need locker room stuff um just saying but if you, if you're not careful, man, you could be rooting for a team that. And I'm not saying it'll happen in Austin, they're different situations. But man, did Atlanta think they and they have the resources just like Austin? Probably they have more the fan resources. base, they have right. the
0: resources, they have the owner with the pocketbook, a right. bigger pocketbook than pre-court. So, right.
1: yeah, careful it, it what you wish that, for. Man. Don't, 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 don't go after other fans when you're in your highest moments because when you're in your lowest moments, we don't feel bad
0: they bookmark them they come back to you i get it i'm sure uh <laughs> but yes hey you got a fan this upcoming weekend because i want to host that game yeah uh, so yes uh montreal and nycfc nycfc win this one 3-1 logan mm. guess what i was able to turn this off at halftime yeah. 2 nothing. nycfc i knew it was over i knew it was over And Montreal kind of makes a comeback in the 85th minute. At that point, it's 3-0. And it was... Actually, I think I probably turned it off at at the 3-0 penalty. But um, they had better XG, Montreal did, but they didn't actually capitalize on it. And they're knocked out. They were a lot of people's dark horses. And we thought that they could be a dark horse, I think, right? But last week, both of us picked... NYCFC to move on. We just thought they were too strong and they that's what it was. Um I don't know. It just seems Montreal was flat. They looked really flat in this game. Um what time was this kickoff? This was the eight o'clock, right? Wow. Yeah, this was the eight o'clock kickoff yesterday. Okay. It felt like the one o'clock because they were so no, this was the one o'clock. Okay, never mind. I was gonna okay, say, right, was gonna right, say right, that, is yeah, that is why. Yeah, that's why. That's why I felt like the one o'clock. Right. And that's why Montreal was probably flat. <laughs> it's also why union fans are so happy they have the eight o'clock game and they're hoping that LAFC is flat for their noon <laughs> game on the yeah. West Coast. But we'll see, I guess. But yeah, Montreal get knocked out and uh sad, but a pretty good season for Montreal. Something they can hang their hat on. But NYCFC look, look pretty dangerous. I'm nervous going into the game next Sunday, but the home field advantage should be pretty big. Bedoya is supposed to be coming back, so that's probably pretty good. But um, I don't know, NYCFC able to pull it out. They've lost Tati Castellanos. He went overseas. They got a new coach because they lost their coach. And here they are back in the same spot they were last year. And conceivably, Logan, they could win two MLS Cups in a row with everything that just happened to them this year. And if you're an NYCFC fan, that's got to be like the icing on the cake because the cherry on top would be a stadium announcement right after the season ends. But I think right now you're probably only getting the icing if you you get that second MLS Cup.
1: So he's going to hang banners in that stadium.
0: (laughs) Here's a good question. Here's a good question. If they win another MLS Cup, yeah. do they purposely make that banner bigger now, or do you think they make roll with the same size? Because <laughs> they they got clowned on. I would think they're like, we got to double it, we got to triple it, we got to make it bigger, so that way we don't get yeah clowned on again.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's probably what the Steinbrenners want, with all, all that understanding of like what that whole idea of we don't want our stadium to look ugly. Like kind of thing, so it, it'll it'll be interesting to kind of see what they do with it. But uh, just kind of and and just uh, I guess talking about Montreal, Mihalovic is gone. Victor Wanyama is hanging it up as far as MLS is concerned. I don't think he ever made an announcement whether he's retiring or if he's heading back overseas to go play and final out his career. I, I think he's French, right? Um, so I, I think going back over there and playing is enticing to him. They got some good pieces. Like, I I think Lapalinen has always been pretty decent. Um, They've got Kamal Miller. Uh, They have uh, a guy in Kone who looked fantastic. Uh, You're going to hopefully have a healthy uh, Kyoto. Um, You've got Kamara. So, you've got really nice pieces to kind of fill in Uh, Mason Toy. Um, So, it's not a complete rebuild, but it is going to be really hard to replace Georgie Mihailovic, who I think Jordan, if he hadn't gotten hurt, um, and kind of had a that kind of derail his season a little bit. I think we're talking about him too in the MVP conversation. Not sure he gets it, um, just because I think Moktar, they could have finished
0: top of the East. Right.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, they're they're
0: only two points shy. Of I mean,
1: right. Um, but again, I, it is tough because Montreal, man, they, they played so well um, to just kind of fizzle out here at the end. And when I say fizzle, I mean, they they really did just drop this game on its head. It was just, it didn't down look like to a team. nothing pretty yeah.
0: early. And, yeah falling asleep that second goal that yeah. that through ball to. <laughs> oh the defenders are like uh-oh, they, they were asleep good. man it was yeah. rough
1: but hey nycfc looks good uh i think with a playing the way that he's playing tyus magno coming in off the bench and performing pretty well in the last couple of matches um you got maxi morales getting back in there um and mixing it up uh you've got probably the second best keeper in the league right now um playing in behind andre glade like Talk about a great matchup for keepers, man! If you really want to see a great matchup, go watch Sean yeah. Johnson play against Andre Blake in this one. So, um, man, I, I mean, we're, hell, Sean Johnson is probably the best-looking keeper the U.S. has right now. <laughs> so, um, he's a been playing. Yeah, know yeah, Turner's been great when he's played. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this, man. I think it's gonna be a great game. I think uh, NYC eight FC o'clock got on yeah. FS1 and prime time, baby. going to be great. It is so. Um, Man, down by the river, we're gonna see what happens.
0: I am really hyped for it. So I guess, uh, I guess we should give our. Do we give our predictions now for yeah. this next round? Like, I don't talk have like matchups. the. Yeah, maybe talk some of the matchups. So we got LAFC versus um, Austin. Like I said, this year. Austin has won both of those games by pretty good scorelines, which means they won one of them at Bank of California Stadium. So I think, though, it's going to be a very different vibe going there for a conference final. The fans are going to be rowdy. It might be a tougher place to play uh, for Austin, who haven't looked great, I would say. That RSL game really was a downer i think and then you know they got out to the two nothing lead against dallas and you're thinking all right they're gonna lock this up and then dallas scored around 60 minutes in which is exactly what they needed to be able to give them a chance but they weren't able to execute on the chance so what would you say logan austin versus lafc who do you got
1: yeah i mean i, I think going into la does not help austin's case yes i know they've beaten them twice um I think there's a lot of people rooting for Austin. Um, I think LAFC kind of have that name where you just root against them if you're anybody but them. So I don't know. I I think a lot's writing a lot of pressures on Austin uh, to kind of pull this out, I think from their fans, which is really weird to say, just because this is, you know, it's their first playoff run and these fans, I I just think their fans have high expectations of them. Um, So I think that, for just a first-year team, I mean, the, the pressure is kind of mounting for them just because I think they're trying to impress everybody. They, I think they think they can win this because they've beaten them twice. But I just don't think LAFC is going to let it happen at home. Um, as much as people might want to see the Union play at home, um, I know Jordan yourself um, uh, would like to see the Union at home, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. I, I think LAFC pulled this off. I'm going to say LAFC wins. 2-1. to one. That's what my final prediction is going to
0: be. 2-1? Yeah. Alright, so Austin fans, I know I picked at Dallas last week. That was the only time I got one wrong this playoff, actually. But, I am going to go with Austin this time. 3-2 Austin, F.C., The Union get to host MLS Cup. (laughs) And do you want to know another fun stat, Logan? Mm -hmm. This would be the first time Austin and Philly face off if they get to the final. That'd be fun. That's, you know, because they just started last year, obviously. But yeah, I looked at all the... (laughs) I saw somebody mention it and I just double checked it. I went through the scores of each game last year and yeah, they did not play each other last year and they didn't play each other this year. So that would be what a way if both of them get to the final to have their first matchup against each other mm-hmm. as Emma's cup final, because he, anytime you play each other again, and that's not the final, the person who won the cup has the bragging rights. I'm sorry, but you can't get, I'm of the opinion You can't get revenge on a team if it's not under the same circumstances. So what I mean by that is when the Bills beat the Chiefs this year and they kept saying revenge game, the Bills won. The Bills got revenge for the Chiefs beating them. No, the Chiefs won the important game in the playoffs. You know, I don't think, like, it's not comparable. So, like, let's say Austin beat Philly in the final this year. If Philly and Austin play each other next year and Philly wins, it's not getting revenge in my case because you won a meaningless regular season game and not the big one. So that would be funny if that is the first time they ever play each other and it's this uh, ultimate bragging rights for pretty much any time onward. 20 years from now, you could be like, oh, we beat you. And they'd be like, yeah, but we still won the first time that we ever played each other, which was MLS Cup, and we hosted a cup. Like, you know, it's like all-time bragging rights. So let's go to Philly versus uh, – I wrote down Austin. Sorry. Philly versus NYCFC in Philadelphia. Logan, who do you got in this matchup?
1: Um, so I'm kind of looking at their head-to-head. I like that FBRF does this because um, I was like, I wonder how uh, Philly does with NYCFC at home. Um, and Jordan is 5-5, five and five, I think, from what I can kind of gather here in regular season games um, when the game's been in Philadelphia. So there's not like a clear-cut advantage there, per se. I will say, however, that NYCFC had that good stretch of uh, – or that good stretch where they had competitive seasons um, and were a formidable opponent. And, you know, I, I think – I don't know. It, it's just different this year. I think the union – um, they're going to have Alejandro Bedoya back. It sounds like sounds like he like you sent me that tweet that said I think it was a Philly writer that said that he, Jim Curtin was asked about Ali and uh, Bedoya was it was pretty much like yeah he's not missing this one, um, it, it, which pretty much alludes to the fact that he only missed the Cincy game because I think Curtin thought well I think we can I think we can stand our ground against uh, a Cincinnati team without Bedoya, um, but now you get him back out there and. Honestly, Jordan, you get your captain back out there, it sparks a whole different kind of life into the team. I will say that NYCFC looks great in the attack. I think they're starting to really come around and get hot at the right time. I think this will be a good game. But, again, I think I I called it last show uh, Cincinnati would be the hardest game that Philadelphia has to face. I just don't think NYCFC is going to have to score or going to be able to score on this Philadelphia defense. Like, I just don't think it's going to be possible. I'm going to go 2 0 Union win at home, sealing their trip to LAFC uh, to face the boys in black and gold.
0: So, this is kind of scary reading this because, yes, Philly has beat NYCBC both times this year. Yeah. But they haven't played them since June 26th, my birthday. Mm -hmm. And that was the game that got real chippy in Philly with the, you know, staff member um, push and getting the red card and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. So, I think Tati was still there at that point. Um, Very different team at at this point. And uh, that's the last time they played. And then earlier, last time they played before that was March 19th, like not long after the season started, that Philly beat NYCFC 2-0 at Yankee Stadium. But at Subaru Park since 2021, you know, since this post-COVID world where, like, 2020 they played at Y World Sports, since... Then, in 2021, at Subaru Park, both teams have won two games out of the four at Subaru Park. So, very even. The scores are very close. 2 nothing NYCFC, 1-0 Union, 2-1 NYCFC, 2-1 Union. Uh, so, I think I'm going to go in honor of that and say 2-1 Union at home uh against nycfc and uh this could be uh, this is this will be unbearable if nycfc win this because you know they're gonna say last year you said you'd beat us if you had your full squad and you have your full squad so yes that is going to be a thing that union fans are going to have to deal with if they lose this game but i have faith that they'll be able to pull this out it's just a little scary and I'm going to get more scared as we get closer to game day on Sunday as a union fan, but um, this is anybody's game for both of these matchups. I would Mm -hmm. not be shocked with any matchup. We get LAFC versus NYCFC LAFC versus union Austin versus NYCFC Austin versus union. I have, these are four really good teams that have made it this far. Yeah. And that's awesome. Like, This is a fun year. And like I said, if NYCFC lose, we have a new MLS Cup winner. There's Mm -hmm. going to be a new team with a star above their crest going into next season. And I think that's something that's very good. Something very good for neutrals, too, to be able to say and look at it and say, if Austin wins this all the way, any team coming into MLS, Charlotte, St. Louis, they can be like, we can conceivably win it in two years. Mm-hmm. We can conceivably win it in three years. That's kind of what Atlanta did for some teams. But when you see a team like that, who came in, had an awful first season, turned it around and immediately wins it or gets close. LFC who missed the playoffs last year, this year gets in and can host the final after winning supporter shield with a brand new coach. I think that has every team looking saying we can conceivably win it next year. And I think that's the best part about this league is truly no one is out except for DC United next year going into this.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's some, yeah, there, there are definitely some teams you look at and go, yeah, ain't no way. DC
0: and San Jose, you're probably yeah, those... not going to make it. <laughs> right. But
1: yeah but like other
0: teams can turn it around
1: right yeah yeah i mean the fact that you can go from a 13th 12th place team to i mean conceivably the mls cup champs and battled for supporter shield for most of the year um until you kind of drag you out but yeah Um, i mean it is man this is an exciting league i I like that it's so equal in the fact that they can pretty much build i mean you got the similar resources i mean obviously some have more money than others but i mean for the most part this is probably the most equal playing field especially in american sports that we have so uh yeah i just kind of cherish that i kind of it's that you know why
0: too you don't have anybody tanking because the draft is not a big enough resource for you to tank for somebody so unlike baseball unlike football unlike basketball where you're gonna tank so you can get a good quarterback that's coming up in the draft or,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, a good basketball player. Like people are talking about tanking for um, the hot basketball player right now. You can't have that because who are you, who are you tanking for right. a 24 year old who played uh, NCAA soccer where you get it? The best is by going and getting DPs going and mm-hmm. getting youth players that you can sign in your area that is how you compete in this league. So tanking doesn't really do much for you. Uh, the only reason teams would tank really is to save money. And that's probably what some teams have done, but conceivably they were in the playoff hunt until the beginning of September still <laughs> that they were starting to get actually mathematically eliminated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to pull a bin bender out of every draft. No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But that LAFC Austin game is at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC and Philly New York City FC 8 o'clock on FS1. Philly fans got a lot to cheer about. If they get to MLS Cup final and the World Series gets to game seven, they will have Phillies and the Union playing at the same day for a championship. So. That's something that would be fun. I'm sure Philly fans don't want it to get to game seven. You probably just want to sweep. Obviously that's like the ideal thing, but uh, it is funny how that could conceivably play out. But guess what? MLS cup finals at four o'clock. The world series is at eight o'clock every day. This uh, when it plays, so you'll be able to watch both. If, uh, if it gets to that point. And I think the Eagles would probably play 1 o'clock. You could conceivably go Eagles at 1, Union at 4. No, never mind. That's a Saturday. Okay. I was going to say. But the <laughs> next day, they would have the Eagles playing, who are you know, one of the best teams in the NFL. So Philly fans are feeling pretty good, I'm sure. Uh, Andre Blake was just ringing the bell at the Sixers game so today.
1: No, that means he was on the Pacers game. Yeah, Uh, Andre Blake was also or no? Somebody was at the Phillies game last night. Was it Andre Blake? I think Andre Blake was at the Phillies game last night too. It was Andre Blake. He definitely was. Man, what a round he's having, huh? Like, yeah. Like, let's go to the worlds or the NLCS. Did you see? Did you see
0: the news clip?
1: Oh yes, the girls. Yes, who are the union? And they're uh, like, they yeah, like the, the union. She's like, blade? oh, you
0: mean like the like city <laughs> the worker? <blue-collar>, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah.
1: blue collared city workers. Yeah, they're like, mm, no, no.
0: And you know, at that point, the 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 like the sports person was like, like like never mind. Like, yeah, yeah. Go, go Phillies, go Phillies. Then they were still kept asking questions. He's like, no, no, like never mind, never
1: mind. Don't <laughs> don't worry about it. We're fans of the workers' unions. Yes, absolutely.
0: Wow. So, uh, also, just real quick, Ben Olsen is in talks with Houston. Oh, really? For their head coaching job. Hmm. Be interesting. He had some good seasons at D.C. and had some mediocre seasons at D.C. Right. Had some awful seasons at D.C. He was there for a while. Was that uh, just a D.C. United thing, or is it an indictment on Ben Olsen? Who knows?
1: That rotational pool is getting shallow, Jordan. Yep. Almada.
0: yeah where's he where's he at um i think they were also talking to they were also talking to somebody else i don't have it in front of me
1: here but uh, Lucci does not be available
0: no oh who hugo perez now? hugo perez uh oh, sorry. was also in talks
1: who signed Lucci? It's like um, me with the...
0: Uh, San Jose. The...
1: Right?
0: Yeah, San Jose. Right.
1: I was like, somebody signed Lucci, I just can't remember who it was.
0: World Cup is coming soon! Um, so yeah, we got that coming for you. Should be fun. Uh, if you want to give us all follows or keep up with our um, soccer takes, I guess, on Twitter at stateside show, facebook.com slash stateside show, YouTube search stateside soccer show, email us stateside show at gmail.com. And yeah, that about wraps us up. I hope everyone has a great rest of their week, and we'll catch you next time when we break down the conference finals and know who's in MLS Cup final, make our final predictions for the MLS Cup final, and then get ready to start talking about the expansion draft. Uh, roster locks for the U.S. men's national team. Preview the World Cup and head into World Cup 2022 in Qatar. Uh, so make sure you have your cell phones when you go to Qatar so they can track your every movement. And we'll catch you all next time here on Stateside Soccer.
1: Jordan, I think I'm going to get our theme song laminated. I don't oh, know that'd how be that cool. Works, how are you, you going to do that? I don't know, but I'm going to ask Anthony Precord.
0: Can you do that thing? Where they, like, make it like a sound wave?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And
0: then laminate it?
1: Let's do Do that. All right, well, goodbye. (laughs) Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on!
0: Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the u.s men's national team americans abroad mls usl this is stateside soccer show presented by stop It, time soccer show have a good one